welcome to the Yama Yun podcast, where we analyze Agados Mshas, the metaphors and stories, intertextuality. This season is Gitten. We are at the end of the Masekta. On 90A, Tzadikamuralf, near the bottom. Rabbi Sharsha said to Rabba, if a man intends to divorce his wife and she is still living with him and serving him. Serving here means uh, food and household things. What is the halacha if he intends to divorce her? Rabba read the following pasuk. Al tacharosh al re'acha ra'a fuhu yoshev lebetach itoch. Devise not evil against your friend, seeing he dwells securely by you. So don't, you shouldn't even plot evil, even if you um, just have the intention. And I want to point out, in Kedushin we shall see, Blinetter, or you can see if it's not, um, it's really halachic, not agadik, but it says, uh, what if you don't meet the person you're going to marry, Beforehand, you have to at least meet them and agree to to marry them, like you like them somewhat, a seed to it. So it says you'll end up hating her and you're violating a Love your friend as yourself. So it's a you know it's not just that there's special mitzvos for marriage about kasuba and things, but it, it's humane. Be, be, being a humane person includes a person's wife, even if they despise her, even if she does something that he doesn't like. So that's, this, and this is the mission that's coming off of. Different opinions about the grounds for divorcing one's wife. Some are much stricter. Some are more lenient, even if you find someone that you like better than her. Okay, we'll get into that by the end. So... It is taught to Nebraisa, to Septa, to Sota. Rabbi Meir would say there are different attitudes with regards to food, so too with women. There's, it's uh, analogous. Okay, when it comes to food, you have a person who has a fly fall in his soup, and he throws it out. He is so disgusted. So too, um, if a man, has, a man has a wife, and if she even spoke to any other man at all, even if it was permissible... He would not want to talk to her. He'd be disgusted by her. This is the strictest man, the demeanor of Papos uh, Ben Yehuda. That's what he would do, and this just causes a man's wife to feel suppressed, and she will go out and be Mizana. And Rashi says, Bala Shalmirim Magdala Nishayahaya. So this is, at first glance, the mother of Yeshu, um, Mizana with the Roman soldier. I leave it up to you to do more research on that. There could have been up to two or six people named Yeshu. And check out the book by Rabbi Professor Faur, um, The Gospel According to the Jews. So I don't, I don't agree with every usage of Chazal and every Agatha Pshat he says in there, but the history is good. The Yeshu of history, a tax collector who tattooed himself up, tried to do magic, and there's the Yashki of uh, history that the subsequent people, the early Christians, developed. Okay, so 
I'm not going to sit here and debate if this is really Yeshua's father or not, but that the, that's the general point in Rashi. Is it uh, evil Jew did this? It calls him evil here. Evil Jew did this, and it just makes a woman want to be um, to commit adultery because she is suppressed. Okay. So then continues the Gemara. You have a person, a fly falls in his soup. He throws out the fly and drinks the wine. This is simple to most people. Your wife speaks to her siblings and relatives. Oh, she's talking to a man. Oh, no, it's not a problem. So, oh, there's a fly in the, a fly in the drink, the wine. Oh, nope, take it out. It's not really a problem. Then you have a man. A fly falls into his serving bowl. He sucks the fly and eats it. Um, and I think some commentaries say he doesn't, uh, you know, why would you eat trafe? Even in this analogy, why would you eat trafe? It means that it gets dissolved into the food. And he eats it. This is the, the demeanor of a bad man who sees his wife going out, her head is uncovered, against Jewish law, spinning in the marketplace, garment open on both sides, bathing with men, and he ignores it, that's a problem. Wait a minute, she bathes with men? That's really crossing the line. No, she bathes where there are men outside. So if she's being inappropriate, even before the point of being objectively wildly inappropriate and actually doing forbidden behavior, um, this it's a mitzvah from the Torah to divorce her, as it says. He found within her an erva stavar. He found within her a matter of erva, a matter of inappropriateness, with regards to the body or other men. Okay. V'shocham abeso. The pasuk continues and says he he sends her out of the house. She'll be for another man. And of course, the psukim, the sentences themselves sound like they're talking about um, circumstantial situation. It could happen this way, but the Gemara makes it intentional. The man who divorces this woman that was divorced is called an, another man, a stranger, a, a um, foreign to the Jewish people. Lomar, as if to say, this person is not similar to the first one. The first man got rid of a wicked woman. This one got rid of the wicked person. They are not equivalent. If the second person merits, if he's lucky in the behavioral sense, um, he will send her away. It says, The man will hate, hate her, despise her in a marriage sense, and send her away. If not, she will bury him. Shnei Mars it says, Oh, Yamusa Ishachron. Or the second man will die. The drush is, Kadahu Bamisa, it's, it's, it's appropriate for him to die. This first man got rid of her, and the second man welcomed her into the house. Pause. I, you know, I want to comment here. What does it mean she'll bury him? So it, it could be it's a curse for bad behavior. I think also. It's the psychological, sociological shot that, um, you know, I said elsewhere, the Gemara says 99 people die from Ayn Har and one from natural causes. So Ayn Har is not just a metaphysical curse from the spiritual realm or from Averos, but human beings bother each other. So some of the, most of what, most of the stress that happens that, um, makes a person unhealthy is from other people. And I have a book that brings um, multiple studies that uh, stress from one's family, stress from life, 
causes, literally causes physical, negative physical effects on the body, whether it's the immune system, it's inflammation, um, etc. It's directly caused by stress from other people. And inflammation is one of the worst things. People can pre be predisposed to heart disease and diabetes. They can even eat unhealthy. But until the inflammation comes in, um, as Dr. Richard Bartlett, I believe, uh, proved, um, demonstrated, it's not going to actually affect a person as much. Okay, so I think what it means is living with a wicked woman will um, biologically kill a person, not just metaphysically. Living with a wicked woman. Boom, there you go. Um, okay, continues the Gemara. Kisanea Shalach. It says in Malachi, for I hate sending away, says God. Rabbi Yehuda Omar, Rabbi Yehuda says, Im Sinesa Shalach. If, if, if you hate your wife, send her away. Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Rabbi Yochanan says, Sanui Hamashalach. The person who sends his wife away is hated by God. So what does that mean? The Gemara says they don't, they don't disagree. This is your first zug. This is your second zug. This is the first uh, marriage that a person is matched up with. This is the second one. If it's the first one, you should not divorce her. The second one, you should divorce her. So, obviously, it's not saying that she actually did something the full um, erva, znus and all that. It means... Um, even if you do have a reason, the other reasons in the mission are the lighter ones. You should try to work it out if you can. It's not good. But if a later um, match, that if even if you have the other reasons, don't like her, she burns the porridge, burns your steak, um, then you have a, you're not frowned upon. So Rabbi Lezer, as Rabbi Lezer says, with regards to someone who divorces his first wife, even the altar sheds tears over him. As it says... And this further you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, and with sighing. Insomuch that he does not regard the offering anymore, nor does he receive it with goodwill from your hand. Yet you say, what for? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, against whom you have dealt treacherously. Though she is your companion and the wife of your covenant. So a person should not divorce the wife of his youth because um, it's hated by God. Okay, so first of all, what does it mean that the altar sheds tears? Okay, there's a Teferis Yaakov here. Um, nearly, it appears to me, So the Mizbeach, why does it cry? Because the Mizbeach, the altar makes peace between Israel and God in heaven. And when a man and his wife are in peace, the Shekhinah dwells between them. And God forbid the opposite. Um, the conflict causes the Shekhinah to leave. Um, in this situation, you would think that the Mizbeach, the altar, doesn't care. Because it's running out. It's running after. It's always returning to peace and bringing the Shekhinah. So... You might think that the Mizbeach doesn't care about marriage because it itself is bringing so much peace. It's so busy with that. Note, when a marriage doesn't have peace, even the Mizbeach will cry, even after all the peaceful work that it did. Um, therefore, the Tiferes Yaakov says, it's not fitting to divorce a first wife. Rock lehios ima Just try to be with her in peace. 
I think he means work it out. Or don't use a lenient reason. I had a shot in this. Um, the Mizbech cries tears. Okay. See, if you listen to the Teferis Yaakov, it's a bit of a sideways shot. It's like, oh, the Mizbech is such a busy item. You wouldn't think it would be troubled with you. But it is. So, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna fetch this a little bit. Is it the incense altar or the animal altar? I think he's talking about the incense altar. But if it's animal altar too, they're both bringing peace with Hashem. Please send me your idea, what you think. For a long time, I thought it was the the animal altar, but for some reason, reading this, it sounds like it's. You know, this week is Parshas Pinchas over here, July second, twenty twenty three. It's a Sunday. Parshas Pinchas, all those carbonos, rech nichoach. Anyway, either way, I don't think it matters. It could be either one. But here's what I'm thinking. It, it's If it's an agada, it's more likely talking about a characteristic of the Mizbeach, not just the causation of it. So why would you think the Mizbeach would not care? As it's a very circle. I think it's like this. The animal Mizbeach, it's basically a slaughterhouse. I mean, it's, it's chopping up animals nearby on the rings and burning them up and spreading the blood around. It's a very vicious place. You might think that such a vicious place doesn't have that emotional care about Shalom problems. It still does. And then you have the incense altar. Ramam brings in more Nebuchim, and again, it needs a lot of explanation what it means in more Nebuchim. That the he says that the basement is a slaughterhouse. You need some incense to make it smell better. Um, and I'll, I'll also add the sota, you know, go, the, going to the physical foundation of the basement and taking some dirt from there, scraping Hashem's name, testing her to make peace. You know, um, the physical, the, the way it's laid out in Parshas Nasso is you're trying to set up a holy camp over there. Cutters camp. So you send out Matsora, you people make restitution, um, they make the boundaries, Nazir learns boundaries, the Makumidash has boundaries, the items in the base midrash have their covers and their places. So um, the base midrash itself, the Mizbeach, is there as a um, paradigm that we're trying to have peace between us and Baruchu. And the crew of them are apart or together. So it's a the microcosm between us and Hashem. The Mizbech is the nexus, trying to bring peace. So the the even the altar sheds tears. Even the altar is a crass item, sheds tears. Or even don't forget that in the base of Midrash, it's an example of trying to make peace between the physical and spiritual us and Hashem. Don't forget that you yourself should try to be making peace at home in your Megdash Ma'at and this tiny miniature base of Megdash. Continues the Tiferes Yaakov. Kadesh Baruch Hu, Lo V'lo Matzah Kadesh Baruch Hu, Kli Maxi Baruch Shalom. Hashem only finds a vessel, the only vessel that can hold is peace. Shalom Arach says, Shem Oz Lamo Yitina, Shem Rechus Mo Shalom. Beautiful. Peace is the most important thing. You've heard Russia's before. There's a Gomorrah. 
My question is, that's a beautiful thing in the Achron here. I believe it's an Achron. Why doesn't the Gomorrah say this? The Gomorrahs, multiple Gomorrahs, bend over backwards in order to um, not end off on a negative note. So how can we do that over here? So, I spoke to Rabbi Seidemann, um, Ari Seidemann of my shul over here in Baltimore, and he and I thought of the same answers. So first of all, Maybe that's the nature of Gittin. The nature of Gittin is, it is a disconnect. It can, the whole Masechta talks about destruction and disconnect. We're going to leave you off on a sour note. So you really take pause um, before you consider divorce. That's number one. Number two, perhaps this is not a negative statement. Maybe this is advice and it's a neutral, neutral statement. Or at the very end over here, though she, though she is your companion and the wife of your covenant, it's really in Hebrew, he and she is. She is your companion. Don't make it a bad raya, a bad friend, uh, hating thy neighbor, uh, despising thy friend. Rather, realize she's your companion. And this is talking about the marital friendship. In marriage, there's a, a intimacy, closeness, and there's a marital friendship that people are getting along, as John Gottman would say. And the wife of your covenant, you made an agreement with her. You made an agreement and she is your companion, try to work it out. And that parallels the beginning of the Masechta, a man getting angry. When is it okay for men to get angry? Feigning anger, real anger. Uh, man, a man being patient and giving, uh, and then the woman gives back. A man starts to work out the problems, women work out the problems in a reflective return. Masechus Gittin. May we return to you, Masechus Gittin, for more learning. Thank you for listening to the Yami Yuan podcast, Agados and Gittin. Please email me with comments or questions at rabbibailey at gmail.com.